Digital CXO, and I'm here today with Amit Rafi. He's the Vice President of Engineering for Ratana. How are you doing today? Hey, Amanda, I'm doing good. Thank you. How are you? Doing well. It's a bit cooler here in Texas, so I'm loving the cooler weather. Yeah, it's getting a little better here. Also, we had a pretty bad weather last couple of weeks. It was almost 115, but yes, getting better like a Bay Area again. So it's not good. So can you share a little bit about your background and experience? And then tell me a little bit about Vertana. Sure. Yep. Uh, so I'm Amit Kumar Rati. I'm VP of Engineering at Vertana. I have around 20 years of experience in helping large enterprises to transform their digital uh, infrastructure needs. And I've worked at various companies uh, like Veritas, Symantec, BMC Software in doing that. The areas that we help companies are like infrastructure management, what we call it as infrastructure operations management, infrastructure service management, infrastructure security, as well as storage needs that companies have so that they can really serve their enterprise companies. Uh, so that's a little bit of background. Uh, now coming to Vertana, uh, I've recently joined Vertana. It's uh, two months that I have joined Vertana. I'm really excited to be part of this company that is helping people to accelerate their cloud migration journey. So Vertana is an AI-driven multi-cloud platform that helps customers to simplify their cloud migration journey. And this platform is actually built on four fundamental pillars, what I call them as four fundamental pillars of digital transformation. Uh, the first one is workload placement. Uh, second is infrastructure monitoring. Third is cost and resource optimization. And fourth is capacity planning. And I'll explain what each of them mean for a little more detail. For example, workload placement, right? Uh, example is when we travel, uh, we choose that we are going to one place to another place. There are multiple possible paths that we can take from reaching from one place to another place. And depending on your needs, you choose a flight, car, uh, destination, one hop, two hop. But you compare various options and choose what is needed for you. The workload placement is very similar thing for application that you are developing. You are looking at your application, what your infrastructure needs are, and then compare various cloud vendors that provide that infrastructure and then choose what meets your requirement. For an example, you may have a data security related requirement. Uh, you may have a specific application architecture need that you are using this kind of application CPUs that is provided in this vendor at this location. Uh, you may have even a cost related requirement because you have a relationship with a particular vendor, you get a specific discount and you want to make sure that you factor in that decision making. So workload placement really enables you to put all that data in and choose what is right for you. Uh, the second pillar, once you really decide what you want to go, it's extremely important that you understand before and after because you started your cloud migration journey, you have to understand how application is operating as of today, how its dependencies are. And when you migrate to cloud, how are you going to carry out all those dependencies and monitor them? Because a lot of times people realize that, okay, I can move to cloud, great, but the performance that was there before and after needs to be comparable because customers, for them, it is almost seamless experience that you want to achieve. They don't want to be suffering because you made a, a decision to save money, 
but their experience is uh, getting distracted. So it's extremely important that you understand the before and after picture and monitoring enables you to understand that. Third thing is really the optimization. What we have seen in most of the cloud adoption journeys, people start great because they have a uh, mandate, uh, probably even COVID mandated transforming a lot of application to digital and cloud became the go-to thing for a lot of people. Once you start adopting it, you suddenly realize that your costs are way larger than what you had thought. So having a continuous insights, then the cost aspect and what can you optimize really helps you to make sure that you're, you're not getting a sticker shock in your journey as you go through this. And the last but not the least, the important thing is really the planning. It's extremely important for a successful outcome that you are able to plan things better. And with even again macroeconomic situations and supply chain issues, the planning has become even more important uh, because you cannot get the infrastructure that you need. Earlier, you could order it and you can get it just in time. As of now, the infrastructure delays can make you plan for six months, 12 months, and even some companies that I've seen recently that I talked to are now planning for 18 months. So those are really the four important pillars in my mind for uh, digital acceleration, and Vertana plays the role in almost every uh, aspect of it. Generally, all the customers that have been using Vertan and I have talked to almost like 25, 30 customers recently since my joining, uh, pretty much each of them have got at least a 25 to 30% saving in their first month of Vertana platform adoption. So it's a great value add along with what we provide as an end-to-end capability. And I appreciate you sharing the different steps, all the different steps in the digital transformation journey. What do you think from your experience, what are the biggest challenges companies are facing or um, the worst problems that they face in this journey? Sure. So cloud has, there is a reason why everybody started adopting cloud, right? The speed, flexibility, and experience was the three primary reason why everybody wanted to go to cloud. Now, suddenly what it became is I can choose what I want for almost all business application owners. I can choose a platform of my choice for infrastructure or IPaaS needs. I can choose a cloud that I want for my AI applications because that particular cloud gives me a better AI capability. I can choose another cloud for my storage needs because they are giving me the better storage needs. Now, it has become almost like a smart home situation where people choose, oh, this particular doorbell works for me better. This security camera works for me better. Uh, this thermostat works for me better. And this switch works for me better. And they end up choosing each of them depending on various needs. However, now when they are going out and trying to make sure that their smart devices are working for them when they are going out, now they are dealing with almost five, six, seven apps and they have to log in individually to set them up. Same thing has happened with cloud now because you have allowed people to choose what they want to do. They have chosen the clouds based on their needs. However, now when you start looking at a broader picture, saying that, okay, as an infrastructure admin, I have to understand my infrastructure and how my applications are running. Suddenly, I am actually dealing with more and more tools. I mean, we have recently done a survey at Vertana with almost 360 CIOs and cloud spend decision makers across US and UK. And almost 80% of the people have said that they are already dealing with three clouds as of today or more, and they expect that to expand even to a larger number in next one to two years. Uh, and the number of tools that they are using 
is 5 to 20. I was talking to one of the large uh, trading platform uh, infrastructure admin last week. And he was like, Amit, at this point in time, I have to do a capacity planning for my infrastructure for the next few months. And I'm taking the data from almost 20 plus tools into a spreadsheet to figure out what are my needs and how my applications are spread. So that makes it extremely complicated because you have given people a choice, which is good. You have empowered people to do the right thing, what is needed for their business. But your needs in actual unification hasn't gone away because you still want to run a company. You want to make sure that you understand things uh, at an end-to-end -end perspective. So definitely multiple tools is one problem. Second, what has happened in the process is you have lost the governance. In the past, all the infrastructure used to come from IT team. So you had to go through a process. You had to justify things when you are buying it and it was all very well governed. As of now, you have lost all that governance because everybody is doing their own things. And suddenly you have realized that you could have got a way better deal from a particular cloud provider if you knew that your five businesses going to spend with the same cloud provider. You could have gone as an organization and said a better deal because I'm going to commit this amount of spend with you. Or I could have got a reserved instances because then I get a better pricing. Unfortunately, with that lack of clarity, those kind of problems start to surface. And the third thing that starts to happen because you're using infrastructure from multiple vendors, you'd never have a unified view on how is your application performance and experience is working because you are looking at storage performance somewhere else, network performance somewhere else, and rest of the application somewhere else. Right? So you have a problem now, you're dealing with all those individual siloed tools to figure out and what happens in that case, because you're now dealing with cloud providers, it's a ping pong the ball gets thrown here to there to there. So that makes it a little complicated when you adopt more tools. So, so rewind. So those are the problems. What are, um, in your mind, solutions to some of those problems? Sure. I think that three extremely important aspects, again, in solutions also. Uh, the first and most important thing in my mind is governance, uh, as everybody says, right? Uh, governance brings order to chaos. If you think about a very simple example of traffic, if we didn't have the traffic lights, it's a basic governance systems and uh, the fines, you would have seen a chaos on the road. Same thing happens everywhere else also, right? If you don't have a governance in place, uh, cloud lacked that governance because everybody started doing that thing. Uh, all people have realized that they started their cloud migration journey very, very fast because there is a time pressure and they didn't put any governance practices in place. There's no team that was placed as a cloud governance team or cloud architect that enables all of these teams to guide set of guidelines to follow. Uh, cloud governance actually helps you to define those standard guidelines that you want to define for your organization and then make sure that all your individual teams, when they are going through their migration journey, are abiding to those cloud lines. So that's most important thing. I think you need to define your organization. What is your cloud governance model? How are you going to operate so that you have a broader visibility? Uh, second most important thing is FinOps. What has happened again, cloud made the spend decentralized, which means everybody spends their own stuff. But for planning, budgeting, and even forecasting purpose, it's extremely important that you understand it and you are able to see the trended projected growth on a day-to-day -day basis. I have been one of those end users. I was managing more than a $2 million bill uh, for my past company. 
and we burned that whole amount in three months which was planned for a year because you're not paying a lot of attention to what's happening in all individual clouds unless you have an established finops process that gives you visibility across these multiple tools and understand how your spend is and enables you to take an action on an immediate basis not at the end of the month when the bill comes most of these cloud providers give you the bill at the end of the month and that's when the action starts to happen you cannot wait till wait till that long you need to have a process that enables you to see the visibility on a continuous basis and give you alerts third thing is unification you have to have a unified data platform that is bringing the data from all of these individual tools to a unified platform so that you can correlate the data and see how things are happening end to end versus going through the spreadsheet and bringing the data together so i think those are the three important foundational elements of solving this problem mm -hmm. so it seems like siloed cloud data is a issue for a lot of companies in this journey yes mm -hmm. because again you can't make the decision. <clears throat> you are looking at various tools and ultimately you're looking at you're running out of performance. Then the easier thing that happens in this case is, oh, go increase the infrastructure. When you increase the infrastructure, you're running out of your cost because you had budgeted certain amount of things, right? And these data are not together. The person who is actually increasing the infrastructure does not have a visibility in the cost because the cost manager of the account is somebody else. Uh, so yes, those kind of silos when I don't have end-to-end -end visibility, I make the right decision for an infrastructure without in understanding the impact on the other aspect of it. So what's the first step for companies that are just getting into digital transformation that are a little behind? What's the first step that you would recommend they take if they're going to start a digital transformation initiative? Yeah, that's a very, very good question. So like I said in the beginning, right, there are four important fillers. The first important step in my mind is workload placement, right? You have to start thinking about what is the right cloud for your needs. Uh, and you have to define what, is, what are your requirements? What are your data requirements? What are your security requirements? Uh, what is your location requirement? And what is your growth that potentially you are predicting? And bringing that together uh, with your cloud governance team to make sure that you have a central unified cloud governance team that everybody is working because all of these pieces will be worked by individual business owners. Now you bring that data together and then go through planning saying, okay, I have now understood this is the requirement from business A, business B, business C. I put them together in my workload placement tool and see what works better for me. So that bringing that cloud governance and workload placement is the step one uh, in this journey. And what do you think is um, a general time frame that a business should expect it to take from beginning to finish, or is it ongoing? Uh, first, I think it's three months to set up the cloud governance and get an agreement to the practices because you have to. Uh, go and work with all your teams in terms of understanding their expectations, what they want to achieve out of their cloud migration journey, so that you can really set the right practices in place. But once you define the rules in first few months of your journey, I think then after that, making sure that those rules are followed is a continuous journey. Uh, but you have to take that step and make sure that you take a little time to define that governance principles in the beginning. Got it. Well, thank you so much, Amit, for coming on and sharing your insights. 
as far as digital transformation initiatives, what the problems are, what the solutions are. I appreciate you coming on and I hope to talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Thanks. Bye.